We now join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. And we see that it's uh, Thanksgiving week, and we just had uh, Thanksgiving this week. And we are very thankful for the things that God has given unto us. And most of all, though, I always like to thank Him for this great salvation that He has provided, given us a hope beyond this life that we might have eternal life with Jesus Christ. So we're going to hear some songs here in a little bit and go into the Word of God and just talk about being thankful today and what different writers have said about it in the Word of God. to get our program started today we're going to have a, a poem read by my wife and her brother wrote this poem some time ago and he's went on to be with the lord now but it was about things that he was thankful for and i'd like for her to read that poem at this time and then we're going to get into the word of god we're going to hear a song here in just a little bit and uh, talk about what the word of god says about being thankful to god for the things even in this life and then also for eternal life Things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the God above and to know that he is one. I'm thankful for such temporal things like the earth, the moon, and the sun. But most of all, I'm thankful for his tender love for me and for the precious blood he shed on the mount called Calvary. So if you want salvation, then I say, please take the time to search out one scripture, Acts 2.38, as noted in this rhyme. Of salvation there is no other, so take heed without delay. It worked for those of the early church, and it works for us today. I'm thankful that I tried it and have forgiveness for my sins, and now I sing a joyful song, for now I've been born again. Well, I thank you, Sister Nancy, for that poem. That poem was written by her brother, Brother Ron Jackman. And uh, he went on to be with the Lord some time ago. But it seemed like that, like I am, he was very thankful for this great salvation. That is the most important thing in our whole life, 
is if we obtain salvation. What would it profit a man if he is to gain the whole world and lose his soul? We're going to have a song at this time from another sister. I had her, I believe, song on last week, one of her songs, Sister Karen Swope. And uh, Sister Karen's went on to be with the Lord. But she used to sing this song and what she was thankful for. Uh, she was really thankful for God's blessings that he had given her. So at this time, Sister Karen.
I want to read a passage of scriptures found in Isaiah 51. And it reads like this, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock from whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you, for I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. Now watch verse 3. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. That is why we sing songs about thanksgiving and giving thanks to God, thanking him for the blessings that he's bestowed upon us. And we talk about how thankful we are for this great salvation. The reason is because of what he has done for us. And if you look over at verse 11 of this same chapter, it says this, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head, and they shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Whenever that God gets a hold of it, you get saved, and you begin to realize what Jesus did for us, bringing us out of this world of confusion and and end up will be damnation if we continue therein, and giving us the hope of eternal life. Brother, I'll tell you what, after a while you get in the presence of the Lord, you get to hearing his word, you begin to look up and want to thank him for all the things that he has done. And there's an awful lot of scripture in the Bible where men like David in Psalms time after time after time uh, uses expressions how that he would thank God for the things that God had done for him. And he says in Psalms 116 and verse 17, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I've often thought about this. Many times people ask God for things and they sit back and they wait. And uh, if uh, something maybe good happens, they might thank the Lord. But many times I think that if you really want something from God, we should begin to thank him for it from the moment that we ask him for it and realize that he is going to give it. If you really have faith in God, we can thank him before we even receive the benefit because we know that it's coming. And there's so much to thank God for. He said in Psalms 107 and verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men, and let them sacrifice sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. So sometimes it's a little bit of a sacrifice to praise him, and uh, you think, oh, well, uh, uh, nothing's been happening and things are a little tough, and, and if you're not careful, you'll miss out on the benefits of God because you don't thank him with a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Look at Psalms 100. David says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with thanks, uh, with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. It is he that hath made us and not 
we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. In other words, you won't be left out. Don't ever worry about that. God knows us. He knew us from the beginning of time, really. And uh, he's not going to forget you. And if you call upon him in faith believing, he'll hear you. And he'll also bless you and help you and deliver you. Whatever you ask him for. So that's why we thank the Lord all the time for all these different things. And uh, I'd like for you to turn with me over to the sixth chapter of the book of John, if you have your Bibles there. And we have the story here where he fed a multitude of people. And it's interesting how he starts out here in the sixth chapter in verse 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith to Philip, Which shall we buy bread that these may eat? In other words, he's saying, uh, do we have enough money? Uh, uh, how are we going to do this? Look at all these people. How are they going to eat? Now, Jesus knew all the time. Watch what it says here. And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said, uh, saith unto him, There's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the people to sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, and the number was about 5,000. Think about that now. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as many as they would. And I want you to think about what took place here. Now, I just said if we would praise him whenever we ask for something or when we want something, begin praising him, giving thanks to him right then, believing with all your heart you're going to receive it so you can start thanking him before you receive it. Jesus gave thanks before that he fed the multitude. He took those five loaves and those two fishes, and which would be normally uh, an impossibility to ever think that you could feed that many people with five loaves and two fishes. Now, what if they would have just waited and prayed and sought the Lord and prayed and prayed and prayed and uh, waiting for the miracle, then gave thanks later? No, Jesus took it, gave thanks for it and begin to put his faith into action. And that's what God wants us to do. And he fed that multitude of people. And I want you to think about this. I'm so glad that yet today that he can still feed us today. And I'm talking about with the good word of God, the bread that came down from heaven. And I don't care how many people there has been since that particular day until this present day or how many will come in the future. There's always going to be enough food for them. And I'm talking about the word of God. The Bible said, as newborn babes in Christ desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Then he said, 
Strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, who have, by reason of use, have their conscience exercised to discern both good and evil. So God has meat, and he's got milk, and he's got bread. And he actually said in one verse in the Old Testament, come by without money and without price. I believe it's Isaiah 55. You don't have to have money. You can still come and buy, and you don't have to have any money. Isn't that something? (laughs) I mean, God has already paid the price. Everything is waiting there for us, and he has everything that we have need of. And that's a wonderful thing. No wonder we want to give him thanks all the time. Thank you, Jesus, for all these blessings that you have bestowed upon us. I thank you, Lord, for every day of my life and for uh, the food that I have, the shelter that I have, like the song said. But most of all, I thank you, God, for this great salvation that you have provided. There was another incident. Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus in the 11th chapter of John, about verse 41, and he prayed a little prayer. And he said, I thank thee, O Father, that thou hearest me. And I am so glad for that. He gave thanksgiving there And then Lazarus was raised from the dead. And I'm so glad that he thanked the Father right at that time that the Father heard him. And he knew he always heard him. And because, you know, in the 17th chapter of John, not only did he pray for just Lazarus, but in the 17th chapter of John, he prayed for you and I. And he was the voice of the resurrection. That gives me hope, knowing that the Father has heard him. One of these days, he's going to call us forth. And when he does, that has been proven by the Word of God, that he is the voice of the resurrection, and his Father will hear him. And whenever he cries out, come forth, we're all going to come forth. Whenever he returns, the Bible said, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And uh, when they hear that sound of that trumpet, oh, I thank God. When I get thinking about these blessings that God has for us, and that's my hope of eternal life. If I live this life and obey the gospel, Jesus is coming back one of these days, and he again, amen, will speak and cry out, just like he did at the tomb of Lazarus, and his voice was heard, and Lazarus came forth. Now, I also remember another incident where he I'll thank God. He took uh, that night of the Passover. Did you ever think about that? At the Passover, he took the bread, break it. He gave thanks for it, and then, then he broke the bread. He took the cup. He gave thanks for that and told them to drink all of it and to pass that bread among them. The bread represented his body, which was broken for you and I. And uh, also the uh, cup represented the blood. When he gave thanks, just like he fed that multitude of people with five loaves and two fishes, when he gave thanks over that cup and that bread, I want you to know that we still have access today. If you can understand it spiritually, I have access to that cup. Yet today I have access to that bread. I can have healing for my body. He prayed over it, and there's enough to go on until he returns and calls his people home. There's enough there for us today. It'll never run out. There'll be enough bread for our healing. There'll be enough blood, amen, for the forgiveness of our sin. When I get thinking of these things, it makes me just want to praise him and thank him even more so for all of his blessings and all the things that he has done. How many times through the New Testament did we find uh, expressions by different writers, and they was always talking about 
giving thanks unto God. In the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians, look at that. Verse 6, the writer said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication make your... Uh, 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 with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. In other words, you're asking God for something, then you should be thanking Him for it right there. And with thanksgiving, supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. If you really believe God and you've asked Him and you believe that you're going to receive it, why not give thanks unto Him at that time uh, for those things? And uh, we find also over here in the fourth chapter of Colossians, again, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. And then he said in verse 2, Continue in prayer and uh, watch in the same with thanksgiving. So we got to pray and thank God and watch for his coming. Watch in all things. Blessed is that servant that he finds watching when he comes. Uh, we find that God is worthy of our praise, and, and uh, we understand that. All these different scriptures are so many that I could go to. But I'm so thankful when Jesus prayed, he gave thanks, and then he shared with them that bread and the fish, and there's enough to go around. He gave thanks at the tomb of Lazarus, and thank God that God always heard him. He was thankful for that. And because of that, he was the voice of the resurrection, and I believe that there's enough of that to go around. When he comes back, everybody that has obeyed the gospel, that has repented of their sins been washed in the blood, been baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, been filled with the precious Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance, uh, not taking any shortcuts, but just obeying the gospel. He gives His Spirit to them that obey Him. Think about it. When He returns, that voice, He knows His Father always hears Him. When He comes back with the uh, sound of a trumpet and the voice of the archangel, the dead in Christ going to raise up and come up to him and meet the Lord in the air. What a wonderful, wonderful promise God has uh, for us. And those that are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I, I just get excited when I think about all these different promises that God has made to us, and we should be willing to thank him for all these different things. But at this time, we're going to have a song from Brother Don, uh, Brother Don Johnson. He's going to be singing, It's Already Paid For. Here on earth we spent a lot of time and worry Trying to live and care for a home Trying to make a way So that one day we can say It's already painful One day if I'll just live close to Jesus When my journey in this life is old I hear him give this plea Come on, go home with me Where everything is already paid for
stairs, touching the walls of Jasper. Walking on that pure street of gold. Look at those gates of pearl. I never had one in this world. And just think, they're all already paid for. All right, at this time we're going to have an instrumental from Brother John Prinky uh, playing the guitar, and he's going to be playing I See a Crimson Stream of Blood. into the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at 8.30 here on WMBS.